The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to the CGA Tour. I'm still your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. And today I am talking about some Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech football Especially that happened today. I would call it immediately. My reaction is it's a game to forget, but I had to bring in a good friend, Trey Florence, who we used to do the Calvin Trey radio show back in the day at Oklahoma State, believe it or not. And so had to get Trey on the podcast here. And uh, Trey, what are your immediate reactions from the game? And I'm Trey. Oh, wait, yep. sorry. Oh, I have oh. to do that. <laughs> I always it was always good. Um, Hi, I'm Calvin. Let's just say. The beginning of the game, we were not awake. That's for sure. Um, we always struggle with uh, waking up at 11 a.m. games. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the same point, like the bye week's next week, right? So we should have been prepared, should have been ready to go. We were 10-point favorite. I know it's at Texas Tech, but the last time we lost to them was when they had Michael Crabtree playing. It just It's kind of crazy that... We've been so good for so long against them, and we were still 10-point favorites today. We beat K-State pretty pretty good. You know, like, they were ranked when we played them. Granted, it was only 24th, but and we weren't mm-hmm. ranked, but granted, we're probably, like, in the 30s or so, which were unranked because they only do top 25. Well, we were, according to ESPN, we're ranked 21, but yes. Well, I no, totally no, I mean, like, like, like this week, but we got oh, ranked week, after yeah. we beat K-State, right? Yep. So my whole reaction is, is the least – why in the world couldn't have we like why didn't we beat why didn't we beat tech you know was it the offensive line play is it spencer sanders like in the offensive line play and total throwing what i think three or four interceptions i think three interceptions three. and two fumbles for the day mm-hmm. on for the cowboys I think one was ld brown one was sanders but i mean Chuber hubbard did really well of course and tylen wallace had i think 10 catches the was for no yards it just seems like Tech either really figured Sanders out, and it's a really bad thing because dude's a redshirt freshman, figured out in, what, his fifth game overall, sixth game overall of the season? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, mean, yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, tell, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think here. So, well, first off, it doesn't help that we have multiple, multiple panel, or, well, mostly multiple turnovers. That's the hugest thing. Um five turnovers geez you're not going to win a football game with that I mean Texas Tech did not have a single turnover so that's one the reason the biggest reason is just all the mindless turnovers um like if we had like just the three interceptions yeah we would have been fine but since we also had the two fumbles um that's pretty much where it killed us pretty much overall i mean it, whenever you get a turnover like that especially in the beginning of the game and you just lose all momentum yeah i i gotta think as well it was such an accomplishment for the defense to hold them to 20 points when we had i think four turnovers in the first half maybe right. three um but I think it was such an accomplishment by the defense to hold them to only 20 points. Every single possession Tech had in the first half, besides I think one, was like was in Cowboy territory or within the you know was in like the 50 or so. It had they had amazing field position in the first half. Is what I'm saying here, right? Right. They did, had an incredible. Um, they, they had an incredible start to their game. They scored 20 points. They were out on us, but then you know we scored seven before halftime. And I'm I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling like, okay, you know what? We're only down two scores. It's just two touchdowns. This team can score in an instant. But something happened there in between of halftime with the defense where the defense just really 
either got gassed, you know, and they were just, mm-hmm. they were not able to hold him in the second half, or we just you know their their defense made adjustments more to our offense and our you know and stuff, and then all of a sudden our defense was back on the you know back on the field more, and their offense was killing it. You know, I feel like their offensive adjustments were really really good. Because they, I mean, they beat us flat out like the first two possessions of the third quarter, right? Right. They, they just, they just beat us. It wasn't close. It wasn't great, you know. Um, but then we we started trying to come back, right? We start trying to come back here, and it still couldn't get it rolling. I mean, we had a shot. I mean, granted, we did give another interception at the end, so we could have made it maybe a one possession game if we got a touchdown. Um, but like overall, like our fourth down, like fourth down wise, we were doing really well. Like going for it on fourth down, we were four of five, which is pretty good to begin with. Um, I mean, it, it's just. I mean, you can't really say too much about time of possession because they were pretty much dead even. Um, OSU had 31 minutes and 56 seconds of possession, and of course, this is probably for the whole this for the whole entire game, so it doesn't tell me exactly everything. But you know, it is what it is. But Texas right. only had possession only 28 minutes. Most of it was because the second half OSU had the ball more. I think the biggest issue with OSU right now is their play calling, to be honest with you. It's always a draw up the middle, and it's kind of been the thing that's always been the thing that every OSU fan hates. Yes, we have a great running back now, but we had 56 attempts at running, and we only get an average about three, which is not the best thing in the world. Is that today? That is today. Wow. 56 attempt rushing yards average was 3.9. Uh, so, yes, it's a little bit better, granted. Uh, but Texas Tech, on the other hand, only ran the ball 35 times, and their average was 4.6. Granted, they did not get as much rushing yards as we did, but they had a crap more um, passing yards. They had better passing. They're, they were averaging 10 yards of catch pretty much um compared to us where we were only at seven so yes it's it's a blessing and a curse like we have an amazing running back don't get me wrong i love him to death but what yeah no 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 i mean you said you said but but if we're running like it's those little draw plays that do not help us whatsoever like yeah it gets us a yard but like you gotta, we gotta come up with something better than like a draw up the middle, which gives us maybe a yard. That's what our problem has always, always been is like, oh, we don't know what to do. Draw up the middle. Well, let, let me ask you to you this way: this Oklahoma State mm-hmm. game was clearly a defeat, you know, mm-hmm. and it, I, I was an upset, but it was also this Oklahoma State team, you know, is now a disappointment. Do you think it's? Do you think the disappointment from today's game is either? A, the head coaching, right? The play calling, all that stuff that goes into that, the preparation, et cetera, et cetera. B, do you think it's the offensive line play? C, the turnovers and Spencer Sanders throwing three interceptions? Or D, all of the above? What are you thinking? I'm going to go with option E, and I think it's because we're a young team. Um, most of our positions are relatively young. Yes, there's some um, seniors here and there, but for the most part, your main guys are pretty young. I don't think – wait, wait, let me – I don't know what year Chuba is. Chuba's a redshirt junior, I believe. He could be a redshirt sophomore, though. Um, he is a sophomore. Sophomore, okay. But – 
I, I guess the the key like thing that I keep coming to out of all of those, right, is Sean Gleason, this Princeton offensive mind, right, that Mike Gundy found, and it's kind of, you know kind of like that Yurich guy, like somebody not not a lot of guys in the country were thinking about, supposed to be incredibly good. Then once he's hired on, we learn a lot more about him. It's oh man, the coaching circles were already talking about him. Okay, we're kind of all up to speed. This guy should be pretty good. He comes in. He's supposed to have these crazy type of offensive plays that, you know, just just runs different stuff, right? Runs stuff we haven't seen as an Oklahoma State offense in a while. Brings us out of that Yurcich mold. Brings us into the the new age of throwing the football and all type of good stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And instead, it's dude, like either Sanders can't learn your playbook because it's too complex, or your playbook is very simple and Sanders is trying to find an you know option C and E. C, D, and E every single play because A and B are already taken, you know, and there's got to be something different there. There's got to be something I'm missing, right? Also, do you think Sanders can actually throw the ball down the field very effectively? That's my kind of like recap of this because they tried like, to be honest with you, they tried the week before, um, not the week before, but at like Tulsa, whenever they were playing Tulsa, they were trying to throw bombs down the field, like what they were doing with like Mason Rudolph and they couldn't like, I could not see him doing it like throwing down like a 40 yard bomb or anything like that yeah I I think he can throw into the down the field pretty well but I don't think he has the uh the touch I, I think he mm-hmm. I think he has the arm I think he has the mobility around the pocket to create extra time to be able to launch it downfield but I think that the touch you know really the accuracy is what we're talking about is he doesn't have that just yet and hey listen he's an awesome quarterback I love Sanders I don't know if Drew Brown would be better. We haven't seen Drew Brown Drew Brown play meaningful minutes at quarterback. So no one can say for sure as far as his Oklahoma State offense goes. I know he played at Hawaii before. Mm-hmm. But Sanders looks fine, right? Like in the in the fourth quarter, he looked pretty darn good besides that interception. You know, he was driving the ball down the field. We scored a lot of points, right? I mean, we scored 35 total today. And we scored mm-hmm. seven of those before halftime. We scored 28 in the second half. So we outscored their team in the second half we just couldn't make up that 13 point differential we went into half at with we just could we didn't make we couldn't make it up right we i mean close, we were close. we couldn't you know we were driving down right. there at the end we had an onside kick go our way we had everything working for us but we were close we just slipped up let it happen and texas tech now has texas tech has now beat us two years in a row like what is going on man this is Texas Tech. We were favored by to beat them by ten points this year. Last year, I think we were favored to beat them at home. They're they're not supposed to be good, right? Is this right. the team we're going to slip up on? Like it used to be K State, you know, in years back in Gundy's earlier years. It's like K State. Oh man, we're going to slip up against K State. Really? Right. K State? Come on! Like we're going to let their kind of you know their different play style of having a bigger quarterback who is also kind of like a tight end size who can just plow through guys. And mm-hmm. their running back option and everything. And then the ability where like Kong Klein was able to throw the ball down the field extremely well. But are we gonna is is this now like the team that we aren't able to get over the hump against? I know it's the immediate reaction. It's only two games uh, that we've lost. I don't to think so. Back to back years. I still but. think I still think it's like the K State mentality. Like they just once again, we're not a oh, I've always said this. Gundy is not a early, early game, early start game team. Um 
I've always kind of said this. Anytime that we have an early game, we always struggle out the gate. And TU showed up this beginning of the game and showed up. And you could see we started, you know, playing our offense and everything like that. It just it was a little too late because we weren't awake at that moment in time. And so that's like that's my key is like we suck at early games. I don't know what it is. It's just anytime it's bef- like whenever we get a kickoff at 11, it's just never good for us. We always look pretty bad in the beginning, especially um, in this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, 11 a.m. kickoffs may not be our thing, but what it seems like to me and what a lot of the Twitter heads and I'm going to say Twitter heads, right, because mm-hmm. we don't we don't. You know, I'm on there too, right? I'm also tweeting out about the game. So a lot of the Twitter head ideas before the game started was, oh my gosh, is this team okay? Is our play calling? It's our play calling. Is this team okay? You know, like, has is, is the team okay? Like, are we all right? Did we wake up? Did somebody miss the bus at the end? Or did the flight get in this morning? I mean, something happened where he didn't wake up. And then, oh man, it's going to be the play calling. Like, those were the two things. And... I know that's reactionary, and I know that's oh, there were three picks in the first, yeah, you know, two picks in the first half, and two inter- two fumbles. But man, at some point, you just you got it. This is a team you just got to be able to beat, right? We lost to Texas. We still want a chance at the Big Twelve Championship, and I mean, unless something crazy happens, unless OU loses twice, unless Texas loses twice in conference, Texas only has one loss, but it's out at a conference. You know, we're we're now theoretically we're now out of the Big Twelve Championship game. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like if you look at the rankings right now, you got Oklahoma. Well, technically Baylor, TCU, and Texas, West Virginia still haven't played yet, but they're all technically ahead of us now. Um, now you have Tech ahead of us. So now, right now, as the standings are, we are six or six in the standings. Yeah. So don't. Think we could come back? To be honest with you, um, I mean, to be honest with you, we're probably going to struggle against Baylor for homecoming next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why we're not. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we wouldn't be struggling against them. They they look fine. They but they beat Iowa State, or they were really close to beating Iowa State the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Baylor football, so I'm not up to date on them but they're not Baylor's they're not that four bad now right now well they're 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 four and out they've won one in conference you know they have yeah. a bye week already so what they be yeah they beat iowa state in conference they're playing at k-state today that'll tell us a lot we need to know about them so, so let me let me ask you this way and we'll, we'll kind of talk about the texas tech stats here in a second but do you think the k-state game last week was a fluke like we didn't re- you know like we didn't really deserve to win it like we did because of the delay there you know the lightning delay and all type of stuff and maybe get through k-state off and we just kind of took control and we beat him or do you think this texas tech game is a fluke you know because we saw two different cowboys which one do you think is the real one i you know what's sad i don't think either of them are the real one i think the real one potentially is the texas one uh the one that showed up against texas but I mean, that's the thing with Oklahoma State and what Gundy always does. I love him to death, but we always play to our p- opponent. We don't play better. We don't play like we play to their level. Um, we don't have our own level to determine. That's always been like OSU's like biggest like p- 
pain point of being a fan is which I wish he was going to show up this week. The one that beat, you know, somebody big last week or the one that's going to play to a Tulsa level where it looks pretty bad at the beginning. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, we I'm looking back at this K-State game now, right? Mm-hmm. We scored right. more points this week than we did against K-State. We, right. sc- you know, the Will scored 26 against K-State. Granted, it was an odd game, but I didn't. I mean, I felt confident Oklahoma State was going to win pretty much the whole game because K-State wasn't that close to us the whole game. But, yeah, I mean, after we scored the first two touchdowns. And it just is to me that Texas Tech is just an opponent I would think we would normally beat, right? That That's the key thing for me is I, I think we can normally beat Texas Tech. They're the Red Raiders, you know. They're like the knockoff Oklahoma State. But the only game they've lost two games so far this season – one was, you know, at OU, like no one expected them to win that one. And the other one was at Arizona, which, I mean, I don't think Arizona's that good. I don't think the back 12 is that good at all. But then again, let's see here. Arizona is, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to figure out. And then again, Arizona is 3-1 and one and currently at the top of their conference. 2-1, um, and one, I thought. No, they're 3-1 in their conference standings. Yeah. So that, that's kind of my thing. It's like maybe Arizona and OU were pretty good, and we just didn't think so. And then we thought I mean, we'd beat Tech. Granted, this is a little off topic. Probably the reason why Arizona lost was because they were at Hawaii. So there's that huge jet lag, and Hawaii has that big you know, advantage. But that could be just beside the point. Uh, we kind of went off topic on the Arizona. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're trying, we're trying to figure it out, right? We're trying right. to go through here, figure out why – our alma mater lost to a team that we previously, until today, had been 9-1 and one in the last 10 years against. You know, had had dominated, had played them every single time, been 9-1. and one. And then something happened today. Something happened today that was just different. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Oklahoma State quarterback throw three interceptions in a game that I can remember. It's been a while. I think JW did it once, but um, JW Walsh, that is. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, but I also haven't seen. I I don't know. I haven't seen. I can't remember an Oklahoma State team that had five turnovers and couldn't cause one turnover with the on the other team. Right. Right. Or no, no. I think we had one turnover on them. Right. No, no. It was rolled back. It was rolled back. I think so. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. That that's my thing. It's like I can't remember a game where we played this bad, this poorly, this the stats wise, all this type of stuff, and it worked out this way. I can't remember a game like that. Ooh, we would have to go way back. Oh man, I mean, technically that uh, Grambling State game, pretty much. Oh gosh, but but still, <laughs> like we 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 lost the turnover battle zero and five. You know, yeah, flat Texas, out. Yeah, Texas Tech just beat us on that. And I'm going to work into the stats here. Mm-hmm. We lost out on total yardage. We lost out on amount of first downs, but only by three. Mm-hmm. And that's because we put them in a great full position a lot of the time, though. But we won the possession game. You know, we had the ball for more than they more time than they did. We had a, more chances, what that means, and we couldn't make the most of it. We actually beat them on penalties, you know. Um, well, we beat them in rushing pretty good, but in passing was the huge difference. And that normally is not the case for us. Do you think that they're trying to be more balanced, which is kind of hurting us? Because that's what it looks like right now. I think they were trying to pad someone's stats so that they, uh, you know, may still be in the chase for the Heisman. 
I would say yes, but I really don't think so. Sanders threw three interceptions on the first half. So right. then you're going to change your playing tactics to, okay, the redshirt freshman quarterback is having struggles early on. Let's get him in rhythm. Let's get him some short passes, and let's have us run the ball a lot. A lot of easy handoffs where he can just keep going down the field and start you know, seeing the light turn more into the shade of green in his head and out of the shade of red and yellow that it was in. Before you know, before he throws every ball, right? Because right. you throw that first interception, you're thinking, "Oh no, oh no, the next one's gonna be an interception." Like, yeah, you, know, you just had that in the back of your mind. Crap, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, until you throw the first one, it doesn't doesn't enter your mind. It's not a big thought. Then it happens. Then the second one, and you're like, "Oh gosh, all right." Every single time I throw the ball, man, every single time. And then, I, excuse me, he had two interceptions in that first half, but his third interception, you know, was late in the fourth quarter for trying. But he still fumbled the ball once too. I think. I think once that happens, you give it more to the running back. You give the running back more chances, and this guy leads the nation in rushing. You know, still today, probably. I don't know how Wisconsin ended up against Kent State, but we still had an amazing game on the ground. Just Hubbard didn't rush for over two hundred yards like he had every single week beforehand. Right. And he, I mean, he did get three touchdowns. He did have one long of 22 yards, but that was pretty much it. Texas pretty much contained him, um, unlike what K-State did. K-State let him run all over him. Um, so I think this is kind of – I know this is going to be an awful comparison, but it's very relevant. Um, basically, Oklahoma State Cowboys are just like the Dallas Cowboys, where if – their running back doesn't do anything. Dak Prescott can't really like carry them as hard. Kind of the same, kind of the same, like not as well on talent wise, but we have a really good running back. We have a mobile S quarterback with Sanders. So like, I feel like if you shut down our run game, it's going to also affect how we play overall. Yeah, I would, I would say so for sure. Um, that's been our identity so far this season. We, you know, Hubbard had a thousand yards rushing and I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe we just figure out the whole puzzle piece here and we just got to start looking forward to next week because I, I don't know, because the rushing didn't work out for us. We weren't that good on the ground, especially early on, couldn't get in rhythm with it. And that was it. You know, do we want to mm-hmm. just chalk it up with that? And I should have had option E all along being the rushing attack. I mean, not really, because, you know, well, what we probably need to do more is more play action. I don't feel like we do as much play action um, as I feel like we need, because right now it's either we rush or uh, draw up the middle or do like some slant passes. There really isn't that like I don't remember from the game that many play actions, but or play action that look decent let's say uh because you know i feel like sander doesn't sell the play action as well as some other quarterbacks can do yeah i i think at the end of the day sander's not being able to throw the ball with a lot of accuracy downfield be able to stretch the defense as much as we wanted to texas tech also having very fast and mobile safeties you know like i don't think of k-state safeties as quick they are probably just as quick but and I haven't scouted either team's defense to like know who's the player of the week, all type of stuff. I'm fully honest with that. But at the end of the day, I I really just didn't think this would be a team we'd lose to. And I was talking a lot of smack to one of my coworkers who went to Texas Tech this week. It's gonna be a rough Monday, Trey. I'm gonna let you know oh, right now. Yeah. 
It's going to yeah. be a rough Monday. Oh, I have no doubt. I wish I knew what the average field position was, but I can guarantee you Tech's average field position was either 40 on their 40 or in Oklahoma State. That would probably be easily what I would say is probably their average field position, about 40, 45 yard, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, I would say their average field position on their own, like 40 maybe, because we had a couple punts there at the end. True. But, but yeah, I mean, they had really good field position, especially in the and first half. They Honestly, they were not able to, to really make a difference off the turnover battle. That's the thing. Is the right. turnovers really just stopped our momentum. They only scored 10 points off of them. It really didn't kill us. You know, the turnovers but killed us off we of did the lose chances. by 10, though. <laughs> Solid point. But I what I'm saying is, like, the turnovers, it's not like they scored, you know, we had five turnovers and they scored – you know, 35, right? They didn't score 35 points, the max amount off of all of the turnovers. Instead, they scored 10, you know? Mm-hmm. They scored a one field goal and one touchdown off the turnovers. It merely, the turnovers stopped our drives, you know? Stopped our drives that were either pretty good or okay, you know? And sometimes it stopped us before we could even just get the ball down the field, you know? First right. couple were I mean, rough. It's, it's a blend, like... If if we only had five turnovers and we had no penalties, I think we could win. But if you have a blend of both where it's like at least 50 yards, which that's what we had, and a bunch of turnovers, it's just like you're self-wounding yourself, which would not help you in, at all winning a game like this. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and move on to next week because we're going to exhaust. Next week is going to be awful. Well, next week's not that bad, though. You want to know why? It's Baylor and it's homecoming. It's the bye week, Trey. We have the bye week in between. This is back-to-back seasons where we have the bye week before homecoming. Um, Maybe actually be three years in a row. I'm not sure. I haven't researched it that much. But back-to-back weeks where it's a bye week before homecoming. Last year for homecoming, guess who we played? Baylor. Texas. Oh, we did? Close. Still still in the same state. You know, so you're good on the state. But, yeah, we played uh, played Texas. Um. (laughs) I, I always feel like it's either Baylor, like usually nah, who we play for homecoming is homecoming. Baylor or Kansas. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but last year we played Texas, top 25 of the nation, might have been top 15, with the Barry Sanders Unis in the 1988 replica jerseys that are my favorite Oklahoma State has worn in this whole jersey battle and jersey, um, jersey, I don't know, period that we're in where everyone changes jerseys every single game. Also, today's jerseys, <laughs> fire. Love the ice. Um, of the white, I guess, but especially the, the I, I'm going to keep going on this. I'm wearing the exact same hat here, um, with that symbol, you know, with that like star mm-hmm. symbol or whatever that we wear on the helmets. I just think that looks so good. That badge. But anyways, we play Texas tech. Uh, yeah, we, we play Texas tech next week. Um, I don't know what I'm saying here. Play Texas tech this last week break. And then we play Baylor homecoming. Baylor might be ranked after this game today. They beat K-State. We're going to fall out of the rankings here easily after this game. Baylor right. might be in and the rankings when we play undefeated them. at the moment. Yeah. Actually, I would say Baylor's for sure in the rankings. They beat a te- an Iowa State team that looks okay. Beating us who have looked okay. We've looked okay. I think I feel okay saying that. And what that's well, it. Their, their schedule's undefeated? been pretty easy. If yeah, I'm but they're undefeated. To... Like you're undefeated like six games in. You're, you're going to get ranked. You're going to get right. ranked, you know? 
that's the thing though is that if we had won today, we were one win away from making it to a bowl game next this this uh, this season. True, that is very true. So I mean, so what what do you think about Baylor so far? That's that's kind of the next question here. Well, Baylor, like yes, they are four and zero, but they've also played not very tough opponents. Um, at least we had a challenging ish opponent this year um, with Ooh. Oregon State. But, no, no, get stop. Okay, well, it's better than uh, you know, San Antonio or what is that? Oh, Rice, UTSA, and SFA. But I don't think by a lot. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, at least at least we're paying playing another conference. Okay, I'll give know, it to you that way. We're playing another Power Five conference with Power Five athletes. Definitely, hundred percent true. That is better than SFA, who knows, Stephen F. Austin, I think, University yep. of Texas, San Antonio, and Rice. They really, Baylor really tried to go play all the Houston area schools um, in San Antonio. <laughs> really tried yeah, to play the much. southern Texas schools. Um, gosh, I, I mean, they really played the trifecta. I'm honestly thinking about this here. If, the only, if they had played UTEP instead of SFA, it had been mm-hmm. crazy. But, you know, of like the secondary <laughs> Division One. Um, schools in Texas, anyways. But they beat Iowa State. You know, I know it was at home, only by two, and it was a close game. But still, Iowa State's a good win. They're not. Yeah, bad. but they haven't played anybody. Like we at least played Texas. And oh uh, wait, time, Iowa State has played Iowa. True. Oh, oh, that's it. I just got the argument. I won it. With what Iowa? <laughs> yeah, no. Iowa State to play Iowa. Come on. You know, that's like that's like going down the bacon, Kevin Bacon thing right there. No. I'm going Baylor. six degrees of why this team is good, and the yeah. sixth degree I hit on before I would have been too far is Iowa State played Iowa. I'm fully willing to admit that because <laughs> that's the only thing that you got for Baylor is that they played a team that beat Iowa. Whoop de doo. Uh, their schedule has been like there's no testing. Like yes. Technically today, whenever they play, uh, don't they play K State today? Yep, they're uh, playing them right they're now. They're playing them it's right live now. on ESPN two. Uh, so they three, haven't played three anybody in the second quarter. I'm gonna see because okay, so they play Kansas today, which we've played. So we'll see how that goes, and then they of Wait, course play yeah, Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah, I got you. Keep going. Keep going. They play Texas Tech next week while we're on our bye week. Uh, you know, they, you know, we'll see how that goes. And then pretty much you have now played our exact schedule roughly. Um, so we can then compare apples to apples then. But for right now, I'm not extremely worried about Baylor. They haven't like really blown anybody out of the water besides, you know, Stephen F. Austin and, uh, UTSA, but. We blew people out of the water, you know, Tulsa. So, eh. it's, really hard, you're, you're, it's, it's really hard you're to compare hard to Baylor tell. right now. Yeah, you're saying it's hard to tell, which I get. I totally understand. Um, I don't know. Can I go one more six degrees on you here? Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear how far we're going down this rabbit hole. Okay. So, here, let me. Oh, Trey. Oh, Trey. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let me hang on a second. I can't wait till you say like this grandmother of the famous player of this played on this team and he is amazing. And that's the reason why they're going to win. <laughs> so let me set this up for you. All right. Here is why Baylor is going to be a tough opponent. Okay. 
This is my okay. sixth degree, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is my six degrees of why this college football team might be okay. Are we going to the seventh degree at this rate? Chill out. So, <laughs> Rice has scored 13 points against Baylor when Baylor beat them, I believe, here at Rice. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, Rice scored 13. All right? Then I'm going to go here over to Texas. Okay? They mm-hmm. also lost to Texas, I believe, at Rice. It doesn't say for sure, but I think it was at yes. Rice. Okay? Guess mm-hmm. how many Rice scored against Texas? 13. 13. All right. We're all right. So we're working here. Both teams only, you know, both times Rice played a Big 12 opponent, they only scored 13. Biggest difference here. All right. Texas scored 48. Baylor scored 21. Which means Texas is just that much better than Baylor, but we still lost to Texas. So we're somewhere in the middle. We don't know why Baylor's good yet, but they're undefeated. They're still killing in the Big 12. And they held Rice to only 13 points. The same as Texas did. So they're good at playing Big 12 teams. And uh, Baylor's already played a common opponent of the Big 12 teams here. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but if we use that logic, though, then you're going to say Wake Forest is better than Texas. <laughs> Are they not? Wait. Wait, Wake Forest is not better than Texas? Texas is uh, Texas lost you're to said- LSU. Okay, what? Wait, hold up, what? I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I just messing with you. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Wake Forest. What does Wake Forest have to do with anything? Well, I mean, Rice also played Wake Forest this year, and oh. they technically s- scored less. Or Army. You could even go Army on us, too, because Army technically only allowed Rice to score seven points. Wow, only seven. Man, Rice is out here playing real teams, real opponents, and they're own four to show for it. So, man. much actually, oh, and, five. oh, and five now. Ooh, it just updated. Who has rough? I don't know who. Um, oh, Louisiana Tech. Man, is this turning into a Rice fan podcast? I don't know. Um, let's Apparently. talk about. Let's let's <laughs> go back to Baylor here. What do you think about homecoming? Are we going to wear any special uniforms, Trey? Gotta get the uniform look from you. Oh, no doubt. Um, homecoming. What's, our, what's this year's theme? I forgot. I don't. Are this year's homecoming theme? I don't yeah. know if we. I don't. I don't know. It's definitely not Barry Sanders wearing, winning the Heisman twenty years ago because now it's twenty one years ago. Although it would be pretty cool because Barry Sanders did win number twenty one Oklahoma State. Hashtag go folks. <laughs> I mean, we usually usually they tie like a theme um, with the homecoming game as well, and they usually try to mirror the jerseys to match it. So, like for example, like. Whenever it was more like a spectacular one, they were wearing all black. Um, and whenever mm. they were like, mm. ooh, I, for- I forgot one of the years, <sighs> like the movie one, they were more like the white because it's more movie related. So I'm probably going to assume we're going to go with a white helmet with ghost Pete on it, mm, probably okay. orange and black legs. Wow. Ooh, so white helmet, orange and black? Yep. With Ghost Pete or whatever you want to call him. I would love that. It looks like I'm on the website right now and it's in very heavy cursive. So um it's either in the world turns or in the world tours, and I'm not really sure to be honest. <laughs> um the whole director board is on there. It's on their shirts as well, and I honestly can't read it. So I'm going to go in the world turns, um, but I'm not sure here. Maybe if 
Um, yeah, no, I have no idea. I'll keep looking here and update. Maybe we can get a uniform um, complication up here. Why this Oklahoma State, you know, game against Baylor is going to be so crazy or whatever. I don't know. So do you think Baylor's going to wear all green or no? Yeah, they should. They should just be Baylor, you know, just wear all green. Just be stupid. I don't, I hate their green, honestly. They're green. They're green. I don't get green and yellow teams. Oh, besides Oakland. Dude, the Oakland A's really kill it. There's something different about that shade of green versus the shade of green Baylor wears. And I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. And it definitely is not my favorite. Is that fair to I, say? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's better than uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, alternate uniform yeah well that's, oh, uh, totally. that's very true because that, well, that's like yellow and blue though yeah that's before they were like the packers supposedly true okay i gotcha um oh so the theme this year is as the world turns orange so what that okay. is the homecoming correction theme. all orange <laughs> all orange orange helmet orange visors orange face mask orange jersey oh, no, take orange it one more step. it's probably gonna be uh oh. chrome orange helmets oh go dude oh my gosh chrome orange helmets would be sick i would love to see that i like they how we've we've gone from being very depressed about this oklahoma state team and the outlook of the rest of the season and how far we could do with a redshirt freshman quarterback and a um i think uh fbs leading rusher and Blitnikoff, runner-up, receiver of last year, to mm -hmm. talk about the uniforms and really getting into the whole fashion aspect of the game. Which yeah, is for the most part, though. <laughs> I know that's I why did. you came to the CGA Tour. You <laughs> want to know about football fashion. Hashtag football fashion whenever you're listening. Of course, football fashion. But for the most part, this team, they're going to go probably to a bowl game or probably not going to win the Big 12 because that kind of died today, but... It's going to be interesting. We're probably going to be a spoiler to somebody. I have that feeling because that's usually what always happens. We probably will spoil. Uh, I would love to say we're going to spoil OU, but it's going to be rough. All right. Well, let's um, let's walk down the rest of the season here real quick as we finish up today's podcast. All right. Okay. So we have at Baylor. No, no excuse me. Excuse me. Baylor at home. Baylor win. at home. Okay. So you're, you're talking about that as a win. Same yep. win, okay? All right, so Baylor home win at Iowa State. Probably an L. Okay. Um, so we're. I'm going to say currently we have five wins in your projection. Yep. Versus TCU at home. Win. Six wins. We're going to a bowl game. KU yep. home. Win. Seven wins. It's an okay bowl game at West Virginia. Uh, loss. Okay, seven wins. Still still going to a decent bowl game. And um, loss. And home, yeah, home OU. <laughs> Dude, Jalen Hurts like looks like he's gonna win the Heisman or kill somebody for it this year, and I mm -hmm. don't know which I'm more scared of. <laughs> I feel that. Oh one. my gosh, here. Yeah. Do you agree with my though uh, of the remaining season? Um, here, wait. Let me let me say that one more time here. Okay. Okay. I just, I just want to make sure you get this out there. All right. In my mind, Jalen Hurts looks as though he is either going to kill somebody for the Heisman Trophy <laughs> or he is going to kill somebody for a number one overall draft pick because that man is on a mission and works out after every football game and posts Instagram videos of it, and he answers he answers questions like there is no happiness in his entire life, and he is not allowed to be happy until he wins the whole freaking thing this year. And as an Oklahoma State fan, I got to say, 
I'm really scared about that. Me too. <laughs> I mean, oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> that that game could be brutal. After today's game and Texas Tech looked bad against OU. Ooh, dude, we looked bad against Texas Tech. Common opponent. And early in the season still. I mean, still, you know, before, you know, we just played the sixth game today. So just halfway into the season. Not, not looking the greatest, i got to say. But, I, I mean, I do agree that I think we'll get seven wins. I disagree a little bit. I think we'll beat West Virginia and lose to Baylor. But that's my only thing. Baylor looks good. They're they're 5-0. and oh. You know, if they beat K-State today, they'll be 6-0. and oh. Baylor's 6-0 and oh, coming into Stillwater ranked. Like, they don't have a good history of it. They didn't win in 2013. But, I mean, we have two losses. They have none. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. we went through the six degrees of Baylor and... <laughs> they haven't played a ton of good teams at all. It's hard to tell, but I mean, I think Iowa State's okay. So I, and they beat them at home. So I don't know how we're good. I don't know if we're okay or not. I don't know if we're better than Iowa State, but I'm not ready to make a declaration on it. That's for sure. I don't know, hundred ten percent. Yep, I feel you on that. <laughs> um, all right, Trey. So as we uh, officially wrap it up here and get done. Do you want to give a score prediction for the Baylor game here in two weeks? Uh, 45-27. 45-27 Oklahoma State. Um, our highest total scoring in, in this season has been in the 50s. Um, but Baylor hasn't allowed a team to score more than... 20. Yeah, tw- uh, 20, really? Um, well, about... Oh, that's their average. Yeah, uh, so Iowa State, they allowed 21. Um, it, showed, it showed that Vanderbilt game, and I was like, whoa, a second, hang on. Um, from last year. Yeah, so the most they've allowed is 21 to, for Iowa State. I, I'm i going to I'm gonna say we're going to beat them. I'm going to say we're going to lose to them, excuse me, because that's, I guess, currently my prediction, which looks grim, but I think we'll be okay the rest of the season. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to lose to them like 35-21, you know, 35-28, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I don't. We we just don't look like we can just score a ton of points against everyone. Of course, we scored a bunch against Oregon State, no issue. We are fine there. We scored, you know, over 30 against uh, good old boys down in Texas, even though, um, even though they ended up beating us. But I don't know, man, like, you know, we only scored 26 against K-State. I don't know if they're good or not. It's hard to tell. Scored 40 against Tulsa, but we had hiccups early on. We scored 56 against McNeese State. Of course, they have, they have like Ed Ogeron's kid playing quarterback, but and 56, I'm not going to knock, and 52, I'm not going to knock. I'm not going to knock it. We scored over 50 against those two opponents, and I'm not going to knock that. Um, I just think we allowed too many points against Baylor. You know, I think Baylor can score pretty good. They've shown that they have the whole season, and, you know, the lowest amount Baylor has scored in a game is, what, 23 here? from No, um, 21. And that was against Rice, which is weird, but I don't know. I feel like they can still get it, you know? They are scored 63 already this season, more than any points we've scored this season. And uh, who knows? But they've only played one Big 12 game so far and mm-hmm. um, this season, and it was, you know, I mean, it was a, a win. It was a win against Iowa State, but it's only 23 points. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm not ready to make any def- just just definitive statement on why we're going to win or why we're going to lose, but I don't have a good feeling after this one. And <laughs> I this feel is, This is a game to forget in my ta- in, um, in my tagline here. Um, a game to forget for the Cowboys. 
I don't know, but you know what? Dallas Cowboys are going to win tomorrow. Going to beat Green Bay. <laughs> We're going to be good. Going to be good. The Cowboys play Jarwin, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to um, beat um, Green Bay. When Green Bay looks really good, and the Cowboys couldn't beat Teddy Bridgewater and the New Orleans Saints last week. Also, that's on that football. You know, you know, who knows, Trey? We'll um, see. We'll... Can't wait to say, go Packers. Dude, why? Why not? <laughs> are you a Packers fan? What's going on here? No, I'm just not a Cowboys fan. Dallas Cowboys fan. Who's your team, Trey? Who's your I don't NFL have a team? team. No, no, no. We've been over this. Are you who's for your, another who's your player? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we got we got a little bit more time in here at the end. Who who's your player to watch this season? Who's your favorite NFL player to watch then? Uh, well, my guy is out for the season probably. Uh, Drew Brees because he was doing Ooh. phenomenal and then got hurt. Um, so since he's out, um, currently, who am I watching? Oh yeah. I'm watching, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, just mm. purely because he's my fantasy quarterback in another league and he was killing it last night or the other night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Not slightly biased at all. Wow. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> And with that, I broke Calvin. Yep, I'm broken. Um, I did tweet a tweet, see a tweet here. Um, it's wrapping up the podcast. One word about Oklahoma State. Um, our good, our good buddy Brody Myers here is uh really firing on all cylinders on the Twitter game. But he tweeted out the Alamo or Camping World Bowl do not seem to be in the cards now. Cheese it, Liberty, dare I say, Armed Forces Bowl, and. Uh, as a big Cheez-It fan, I'm going to say Cheez-It Bowl or Bust here. But um, back to Brosey. Hey, I'll take free Cheez-Its any day of the week. <laughs> Cheez-It Bowl or Bust, man. Maybe that'll be the tagline tag, tag of this podcast. Actually, be, be, okay. <laughs> Hashtag the CGA Tour, sponsored by Cheez-Its. Well, Trey, thank you so much for um, joining me today on the podcast. Um, it's been great. Having you on, and please go follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter and Instagram, um, as well as the Facebook page I'm building as well here. And then I want to say thank you also to Podcast Detroit for uh, letting me use the studio today. It's been a pleasure, and I think the audio sounds way better than normally my Blue Yeti mic hooked up to my laptop. So um, <laughs> that's the producer in here, not to say. So um, thanks so much again, Trey. Trey, where can we follow you? What's your stuff? Uh, at I don't even know at this moment in time. You can follow me. You find me. I don't know. Don't really care. I don't have any plugs at this moment in time. <laughs> and if you're just out there on Twitter, follow at Shadow Ready on uh, Twitter or YouTube. Good friend of mine. You know, he looks familiar to Trey, but uh, that's all.